Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Check out Liquid IV. Listen, it's the holiday season, folks, and you and I both know hydration is paramount. Okay, if you want to get through the shopping, if you want to get through visiting the family and friends, the sports and live events, come on. Got to make sure you stay hydrated, and there's no better way that I know of than Liquid IV. Okay, packed with B vitamins and all your other essential vitamins and nutrients there. Tastes great. You just take that hydration stick, you put it in a bottle of water, shake that sucker up, and enjoy. I'm telling you, shop better hydration today. In fact, if you visit liquidiv.com right now, you'll save 20% on your entire order by using the promo code Duke Loves Wrestling. That's right. Duke Loves Wrestling. No spaces. Going to get you 20% off. What are you waiting for? LiquidIV.com. Enjoy. And now, let's get on with the show. Duke, this is your favorite listener, Just Larry. Just Larry knows you're celebrating your birthday, so Just Larry's going to sing you a special rendition of a song written, produced, and performed by... You guessed it, just Larry. And it goes a little something like this. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Remind me to sing a special copy of that one just because just Larry knows it's going to be a smash hit. No need to say thanks. Just Larry knows you like it. Well, it's that time of year. <clears throat> it's time for uh, International Duke Day 2023. So let me be the first to congratulate you on another year around the sun and a successful 2023 with the podcast, as always. Um, I also want to thank you for you know allowing me to be the voice of the fan and through our daily conversations, making me a much more educated fan and someone who learns to think about things a little bit and the reasoning behind things. And I truly do appreciate that about about you, my friend Duke. And lastly, I just want to thank you, as always, uh, just for being my friend. Um, You know, you've been there during some of my tougher times, and I really do appreciate that. And, you know, hopefully 2024 is another successful year for you. We're talking to you soon. See you later. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Everybody, this is your favorite guest on this show, Rob the Genius. Duke finally stopped hiding from me because he knew what was going to happen when I came back. So now I'm here to give it to him. Okay. Brothers and sisters, you know, International Duke Day. I, I am a a guy that is a man of the people. <laughs> legitimately, Rob the Genius, Genius is one of your favorite guests that we have on the show, which is why he's on more than most uh, in history there. It's because you folks love him. So, yes, Rob is back. And 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be straight up here. This is not gonna be a good time for you, Rob. Oh, really? Now <laughs> it's not gonna be a good time <laughs> since you've been gone. Okay, since the last time you appeared on this show, uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, he was fired. Yes, from his from his previous place of employment. Yes, and he's been hired. You know, he tucked his tail between his legs and he crawled back to the WWE and he's been brought back into the fold. So I want to start off with something important here, Rob, and I, I want to get your take on this because you're a mathematician. Yes, sir. And you have a lot of connections in the math and science world. Yes. So I have a theory and I want you to do what you have to do in order to make this a law. Okay. Right. We, we don't want to play games here. That's it. If Tony Khan didn't have a chronic back issue that has caused him to not be 100%. There is no way that Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, could have put Tony Khan's life in danger because Tony Khan, the son of a billionaire, would have given CM Punk, a.k.a. Phil Brooks, the thrashing of a lifetime. This is not just a theory, Rob. I need you to make this a law, okay? You make that a law. Are you, are you sniffing the powder with Tony now? Listen, hey, hey, take it easy now, okay? okay. That, that is unconfirmed reports about whatever we're talking about as it relates to Tony Khan, okay? But I, I'm serious now, Rob, okay? There's no way Phil Brooks could have pulled that off if Tony Khan was 100%. He has a chronic back issue, and and and, and Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, he took advantage of that, and that's how we find ourselves where we are today. Oh, so wait a minute. So you mean the same Phil Brooks who won like a – Two against five locker room fight. We have a problem with Tony Khan. Well, Tony Khan is the son of a billionaire. He can afford to have the the highest degree of training. I have no doubt in my mind, just from seeing flashes of anger from him. You know, when he said, "We're not going to put up with yeah. this," you know what anymore. I have no doubt, and he can handle the failed UFC fighter known as Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk. All well, right, you, re- you do realize a failed UFC fighter can still kick most people's asses. Right? But Tony Khan is not most people, and that's what I think you need to understand here. See, we, we play <laughs> games with this guy, and listen, I'm, I'm one of his biggest <laughs> critics, but I'm going to give Tony Khan his due where it, he's earned it. And the fact of the matter is, this is a, a, a man, not just a guy, this is a man who could absolutely destroy CM Punk if he wanted to. Or in a court of law? He had to practice restraint. Okay, <laughs> I believe this. I believe this. So I, I need you to spread the word. So is that why he came out and said he feared for his life? Well, he has a bad back. It's a chronic back issue. It's well documented. There's no question about that. In addition to that, he's lactose intolerant. So he's having some digestive <laughs> What? The combination of the two is the reason Wait. why CM Punk was able to, to oh. get over on him one time. All right. Had it not been for that, though, Tony Khan would have owned him. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, sure. I'm just putting that out there. Right. You and I have have, have been in, a, in full disagreement about this whole debacle that is CM Punk and AEW. Yes. Um, and it centers around the fact that you like to make excuses for bullies. Oh, so there you go. I want to understand how you can have the audacity to continue to make excuses for a guy who, as you just said, He's beating up executives. You know, he, he he's threatening the life of the president of the company. He obviously put hands on on 
Jack Perry, who is is literally salt of the earth. I want to understand why you take up for people like that because I, that is not the character that I know of you, Rob the Genius. Okay, okay. Um, this is funny. All right, well, I've said in many, on many, in many different venues and formats that Tony Khan brought this on himself, that he did not, that he cultivated this environment where you you bring in somebody who has in the past has had issues and you made a choice to bring him in right i mean when the, when the chicago bulls traded for dennis rodman they knew what rodman's history was they chose to trade for him okay you chose and tony khan chose to sign cm punk and that means you get everything that comes along with cm punk which means either you ha- you either have a structure in place to keep that in check and to corral that type of thing, or you don't, and they don't have it. So they, and that's his own fault. That's on him. And, and you know, you know what you should, and, say, and there's also a lack of candor with his locker room. Okay. He brought in, because if they want to know, okay, well, well why are you signing this guy? Because we need them. Because our business has gotten stagnant in every measure. We need something to kick things up, kickstart things, so we can get to the next level. And so this is the one guy out there who is available who could possibly do that. That's why he's here. And so y'all need to get along with him. Okay? And y'all need to not cause any trouble with him. All right? That's okay. That that's and he didn't do that, obviously. And so then you have you have Hangman Page get on the mic and start shooting, okay, like an idiot. Okay, and and that's where it starts, okay. And and look and look, I'm not condoning Punk's behavior at all, by the way. Okay. Oh, you're not. You're well, not condoning. Co- yeah, a guy no, I'm who, not. No, I'm not. No. Himself into like, the boss tells you you could do something. The guy tells you you can't. You said I'm going to listen to the boss, and he wants to choke you over it. You're not condoning that behavior. No, I'm not. I'm, I tell him I'm not condoning it. I said that. Um, I said I said very clear. Look, and Tony Khan had a right to fire him when he did, but Tony Khan is to blame for fostering that environment. Okay. You know, Jack Perry is an idiot. And Jack Perry should not be out there. He was an idiot for going on camera and yelling real glass. And he did that on purpose. You know, everybody everybody who knows about the story and who knows what that's about knows that he was doing that to get shot at Punk and antagonize him. Okay? And you shouldn't do and you know what? You shouldn't be doing that. You're you're freaking Jack Perry, okay? Well, well hold Sorry. on. He's Jack Perry. That's right. He's he's the son of of one of the greatest actors of all time, Luke Perry. And, he has a a gorgeous head of hair. He's and, a man who's in tip top shape. And he, he is a hell of a, a a talent. He is a hardworking guy who has never had an issue in the history of his wrestling career. Yeah, he's Jack Perry. He's a guy who's beloved while CM Punk is a guy that is loathed, And that's the real issue. That's why punk is jealous of Jack Perry. Let's just be honest about this here, Rob. 
Oh, okay. He's he doesn't he doesn't look like Jack Perry. He never has. He's not, he didn't grow up rich like Jack Perry has. He 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 didn't have a daddy who to to bring him to wrestling school like Jack Perry did. Let's be honest here. Okay? That's why Punk has a problem with guys like Jack Perry and even a guy like Tony Khan. Tony Khan's daddy made all that money and he gives Tony Khan whatever he wants. He gave him his own wrestling company. Right? CM Punk was never given a wrestling company. So so if you really go down the list and you look at the people that Punk takes issue with, it's people who have had things that Punk never had growing up, and this is his way of lashing out against them. Oh, That's it. I just psychoanalyzed the whole situation there. Oh, well, and look, you know, well, how's it working now? Punk is on Doug back in WWE. I'm, I'm sure he signed for a lot of money. He is right now getting big TV ratings, getting big video traffic, getting big. He had everything. to beg for his job back, and he had to beg for his job back. His last chance, like Seth Rollins said, he had to beg for his job back, right? And I'm and I'm willing to bet that's not the case. And I and I I dare him. I'm willing to bet that as soon as as soon as he was available. Don't look. Don't listen to that bullshit. That oh, we just came together at the last minute. No, they okay. You can look at the full court press they have done with him since he came back. You can look at that and you can tell. Trust me, that did not that did not happen over. They didn't throw that together in two days, okay, or even a week. Yeah, but, but they, was no, 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 no press. That was yeah. no full court press. It absolutely has been. He's been on every show. He's Punk, been on Raw. He's been on dude. NXT. He's been. He, he showed up at the NXT takeover for crying out loud. Okay? Yeah, they're putting him to work. He needs to work. That's right. He wants to be, but they wouldn't do that if, if he was somebody they were just bringing in for just for the bare minimum. Listen, no, 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 no. You are gonna listen to me now, okay? If he was somebody who they were just bringing in to make a couple of bucks off of. And nothing else. If that's it, they would do the bare minimum with him, and they would they would give him his TV segments, and that would be it. And you know, and and they would they would give him his ten minutes of TV on one of the two shows, and they would tell and and that would be all. But they have him coming out there. He's he's waiting on every show. He's been he's backstage at NXT talking to people, giving them the advice that those morons in AEW didn't want to listen to. They have uploaded like almost twenty matches of his on their YouTube channel since he came back. That that is ridiculous. Okay, okay, and it's ridiculous. They're paying this, the guy. They're putting no, work. <laughs> okay, well he didn't he didn't have to do any work for them to upload his matches on their YouTube channel, uh-huh. but. But they're up. They uploaded almost twenty matches on their YouTube channel since he came back. And you know why they're doing that? Because they want everybody to see who he's back. Okay, and they yeah. they want to make it okay. So that they are doing the full court press. This is not somebody they're just bringing in to you know hurt Tony, or they're not just bringing in him for the bare minimum. They are giving him full exposure. They are giving him everything. Okay, I, I think you're and, missing a key point here, though, Rob. You got to understand something. CM Punk hasn't had a, a decent wrestling match in over ten years. That's okay? not true. CM Punk that's hasn't cut true. a decent promo in over ten years. That's not true either. So, that's not true. so that's not, that's not showing true showing that is not true. The time no, when the you, guy actually was worth a damn. Oh, is good grief! Okay, oh, good. this okay, is no. Uh, excuse me. Um, hello. He he just cut a great promo last Friday on SmackDown. It was it was not great. It was yes, it was. It was. It was oh, oh, you're in you're hating now. You are you are being a that's, hater. That's why they sent him to the performance center. No, you are being a hater. 
needs you are to be he needs to be retrained. This, oh, this is what you do it. with an employee who, who's oh, been out, you know, it. he's been on, on the show for a oh, while. He needs to be retrained here. on how to wrestle, how to oh, cut a decent fuck. promo, how to look like a star. These are all things that they're doing here. Okay? Because now, that is the WWE way. The guy man, ladies and gentlemen, this man is a hater. Okay. It's the truth. And, no, and, and and listen, and listen, and to everyone listening to this, by the way, I have not been a fan of CM look. I know I sound like a CM Punk fan here. Oh, you see, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but I'm I look. I have not been a CM Punk fan for a long time. I am simply a I am a defender of the truth. Okay, and so I will defend the truth even if it is for somebody who I am not a fan of. Because there's if there's one thing I cannot stand it is lies and misinformation. So even if I have to defend someone who I'm not a fan of, I would rather do that. I would rather tell the truth about someone I don't like than the then they let lies be spread about them, okay? Because you know why most of the 99 times out of 100, or even 100 times out of 100, the truth is all that you need to know. If you really want to criticize somebody, you don't have to make stuff up. You don't, okay, you don't. Nine, okay, all in pretty much every case, there is something truthful and accurate and legitimate that you can criticize them for. And that's all you got to do is reference that. You don't have to make stuff up. You don't have to lie about things for crying out loud, Okay. To say he hasn't had a great promo, no, stop it. That's ridiculous. Listen, okay. he was like, no, sent no. to the performance center. That's ridiculous. In order that's- to learn how to be a star again, because it's been a very long time since he he actually was a star, and that's just the truth of it. All right, that's not true. That's so, not true. That's false. That's so, false. So, that is so, false. So, so now false. here we are. That is false. That is false. Information. That is false. He's in the ring with Seth Rollins, and he, he completely got eaten up. That is Seth Rollins See, more lies, more, more lies, false. You are saying things that are false. At he, best, they he are your opinion. Ridiculous. They're, at best, they are your opinion. But they, no. They, no, you are saying things that are false. Right, okay. I, okay. I, I can, I can smell. See, I can smell the Pepsi on your breath. So I understand. That man, look, that that man. Okay, he returned at Survivor Series. Him walking out from the back has seven million views on YouTube. Okay, seven million views. Okay, so what? Him, you, so what? I, I could get seven million views if I walked out of Survivor Series as well. What's the big deal? Oh, please. You'd be looking, you'd be looking to get seven views. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. I, I see we're not going to get anywhere on this CM Punk thing. So so let's move on. It's hasn't clear. Cut, hasn't cut a brick, brick home in 10 years. The man, have you been, the first night on Collision when he came out there, he cut a, one of the best promos of the year. I'm okay. telling you right now, Rob, CM Punk was sent to the Performance Center. He was sent to NXT, of all places, oh. literally the developmental brand, in order to get retrained because this guy has been completely amateur hour oh. for over 10 years now. Oh. And it's okay. I mean, what do you expect? You know everybody, what I mean? You, you, you got you to gotta put some – you got to grease those wheels, man. You know, okay. you got to take Duke, the dust Duke, off. Duke has been hanging out with Tony – Back and hitting, hitting the stash of, 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 the good, <laughs> the good, of the good Colombian pure. Okay. Right. Coffee. It was all coffee. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, well, cut. None, none of that stepped on shit for you and Tony, boy. <laughs> You're lucky that I, I can control this show because I know when we can take it off the air for that. My goodness. This is not an episode of Narcos, ladies and gentlemen. I swear to you. <laughs> Moving on here, because it's clear you and I are not going to agree on the CM Punk. You're, you're, you are a CM Punk mark, and I'm not, so that it is what it is. Um, you are you are known for being the guy that keeps an eye on what's going on in terms of women's wrestling on television, 
in America. Yes. yes. And we're here. It's December. So at the end of the year, you know, for shows that they may have another episode or two left, but whatever. I don't think there's going to be much of a difference in terms of where the numbers are now and where they could be over the next episode or two of each of the shows there. So l- let me start from the beginning. What shows in particular do you track? Okay, so I track Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Impact Wrestling on Thursdays, their Thursday show, and AEW Dynamite. Okay, uh, so so just to make sure I'm clear now, you only track the, the it, it's the, the threshold is two hours and above, right? So it's either the two or three yes. hour uh, shows. Yes. Now, to be, and now, if you're wondering why I don't track Collision, um, it's because Collision basically follows the exact same pattern as Dynamite as far as booking women's matches. So you could really pick you could pick one or the other and get the same results. That's interesting. Okay, so so I think for next year, you definitely should have Collision on there just to just to illustrate that. But what you're saying is they're tied with. Whatever dynamite is, collision is tied with them. Yeah, they, they both have one match every week, and it's okay. about and it, and it runs for about the same amount of time. Okay, and, and that's, that's so good to know. It's well, basically so, te- so yes. technically you can. It's technically it is part of this thing. Collision. Yeah, because I mean, you as, have as data. I, yeah, because well, because dyna- well, well, I, when I get to it later, but for all the you wrong have the reasons, data. Yeah, yeah, for all the, the for, for all the wrong reasons, dynamite is the easiest show to track, and collision is the same thing. All right, so, so, so just to recap, because we've had a tremendous upsurge in new listeners for, for uh, 2023, and I thank all of you folks. You know, they've been going back into the archives as well, which is awesome. But if you're unfamiliar, so Rob, once again, he tracks women being featured on television in pro wrestling. You know, how many matches. He also tracks match time, things of that nature there in order to illustrate Who's actually putting their money where their mouths are? Who's actually dedicated to women's wrestling and actually creating some type of opportunities for women in pro wrestling? And who's just, you know, giving us lip service but not actually delivering on it? So I commend Rob uh, for continuing to do this. He's been doing it for years, which I appreciate. So so let's start from the beginning here. Give me the rankings uh, starting from number one. So So just go right down real quick and then we'll circle back and fill it in. Okay, number one NXT. Okay, number two, number two Monday Night Raw. Number three SmackDown. Number four is Impact, and number five is Dynamite. Which, so Dynamite and Collision would be tied, right? Yes. So that, so okay. Yeah. So this is interesting. This is really interesting here. So again, the first of all, the the promotion that feat that featured the most women's wrestling in 2023 is WWE. Yes. Now that does not mean we should be giving them medals and awards though. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean it's a ranking yeah. though. So it's right. either yes. you know what I yes. mean? So at least in this context, yes. They at the very least, their three shows on television, they made sure that they featured more women's wrestling than all the other programs that you uh, tracked there. Yes. Okay. So start again with number one here. So NXT. NXT, they consistently are the number one show when it comes to featuring women's wrestling, right? Yes. So for uh, the last two years, they've, they've been number one, and they've been number one by a pretty wide margin. The first year I started doing this was 2021. And just for any new listeners, just to give you a little, if you're wondering why on earth am I doing this, I saw it was a problem. And then I decided to take a look at it because I'm, I'm, I'm a mathematician. I like playing with numbers. 
So I decided to take a look at this stuff. I've been doing it ever since. So NXT was, they were number two back in 2021 when I started. They moved ahead of everybody last year and they stayed ahead of everybody this year. Incredible. Incredible. What what do you think makes them number one specifically? Are, are they just featuring more uh, uh, women in general? Like there's in terms of the amount of women they're featuring? Because like, I know match times is its own separate thing that we'll talk about separately. But overall, what makes them number one? Uh, they have more matches. Number just in terms of volume, they just have they have more matches every week. They have more, more women's matches every week. More, yeah, more. Yes, they have say more women's matches on average every week. And they have just in total more women's matches in total for the year. Um, they have more women wrestling every week on average. And that's that's pretty much it. And then this year, for the first time, they had the most women's main events on television out of all these five wow. shows. Wow. So this is this is not a fluke either. This is no clearly somebody's doing this on purpose. Yeah. And I think one thing uh you don't have the roster hierarchy that you have. In other words, Raw and SmackDown are pretty top heavy. On Raw, you got Rhea and you got Becky, and then you got pretty much everybody else. Um, on SmackDown, you got Charlotte, Bianca, and then you got Asuka and you know Bailey, and then EO, and then you got everybody else. Um, NXT, like. This year, I think Tiffany Stratton kind of you know emerged as like a bigger star in the division than other people, but for the most part, it's not top heavy. It's you know, I mean, so they can they can plug and play every week. Um, they don't have they don't really have like two people who get you know big numbers and then everybody else gets nothing. Um, so it's a lot easier for them to just book more matches and. And uh, but still, I mean, they deserve credit for that because they do it. Because I mean, it's, I mean, and they because they book again. They just they just book they book they just book more matches. And creatively, they actually you know they give everybody something to do. If you're on camera in NXT, you know there's some type of angle. There's some I mean, even if it's not like a big storyline, you got some type of angle. They give you a, they give people a reason for the match that they're going to be in. They, like it, sometimes it's just as simple as the two women bumping each other in the locker room and like, Hey, what are you doing? Uh, and then, and they take it to the ring, which, I mean, that's really all you got to do on a week to week basis. You know, I mean, and they do, so they do a lot of that and they're committed. They are committed to it. They're committed to it year round. Okay. And that's the biggest thing. Um, on, you know, the other shows, they do not commit fully year round. Uh, NXT commits fully year round to featuring the women's division, to pushing the women's division, to giving it time, to giving them matches, to giving them stuff to do. You're absolutely right, and and, and it, it it's not hard to notice that because, like you said, they're not taking a couple of women. And making it top heavy, the, the hierarchy, so that you, you just they they got to get their stuff in every week, and everybody else is everybody else. No, the rope they rotate women out on a consistent basis. But what they do is, like you said, they give everyone something to do, which in turn elevates everyone. So when when you look at this NXT roster of women, and you think about a Tiffany Stratton, 
who clearly is a star. She's gonna be she's gonna be main eventing on the main roster very very soon. It's clear. She's incredible. Um, but then you got Roxanne, and and Cora Jade is a wild card. And now we're starting to see the emergence of somebody like Lash Legend, right? Who you you saw what she did to Otis the other day. Yes. Um, when you start going down the list, you know I, I know that they're they're really dedicated to pushing this Lyra Valkyra. That's somebody that Becky Lynch is very high on, and she's had a hand in, in her development and what have you, et cetera, et cetera. They just got Nikita Lyons back. You look at what they're doing. J.C. Jane, that's another one who has stayed in the mix, you know what I mean, throughout the year. they, they it, it, Just when you think she's cooling off, they find a way to plug her back in, and she's doing stuff, so you don't forget about her. Uh, Tatum Paxley and, and, and these folks here, again, same thing. They're finding ways to plug them in so you don't forget about them. It's really interesting. I would say that NXT, if there was a way to book women's wrestling on a program that's not exclusively women's wrestling, NXT does it better than, quite frankly, anyone I've ever seen do it. I I would actually say that even the glory years of the TNA knockouts division, I would say that NXT does a better job than what TNA did back in the day. What what do you think about that? Um, well, unfortunately I wasn't really, I wasn't watching. <laughs> okay. That, that was on, I was one of my, one of my, one of my kind of breaks as a, as a fan for, but, um, one thing that's important is that, okay, look, everybody, every woman is not going to be the NXT women's champion. All right. And what happens a lot of times on Raw and SmackDown is it, like it's, it's champion, it's women's championship or bust. If you're, if you're not somebody who's like going to be a contender for the women's, one of the women's championships, it's you get it's slim pickings, um, and but in NXT, look, there are women on that roster in NXT who are never going to be the NXT Women's Champion. Okay, I can't. Gigi not, Dolan, not. Gigi Dolan is never going to be the NXT Women's Champion. Well, most of the women on that roster are never going to be the NXT Women's Champion. But you, okay? but you know who they are. If if you watch the program, you know who they are. Yeah, I mean, so there, there are a lot of, but I'd say ninety percent of that women's roster is probably never going to be NXT Women's sure. Champion. Sure, okay, but. They still find stuff for them to do. Yep, and which puts them ahead of every other show out there, basically. Uh, and well, given the roster size, uh, I will say Impact does find things for people to do, but they have a much smaller women's roster. So, and then this is this is all, and with NXT, this, these are all the things you have to factor in. They have a large women's roster, similar to Raw and SmackDown, uh, and. They have two hours, so everything they do, they they do it in less time than Raw has every week, and they do it in the same amount of time as all the other two-hour shows. So you got to factor that in. Also, it's not just that they do all of this stuff; it's they do it in the same or less time than everybody else has. No, and, no, here's the- and with a big and with a big roster, like I said, they okay. So all that matters. Here's the thing that I find interesting because, you know, I'm always um, criticizing AEW, and I know we're going to get to that later, just in terms of the things that I see missing in their product. And as a result, you know, they've hit a ceiling. You know, they they have not been able to advance where they, they could advance. They have the potential to advance because they're focusing on delivering to uh, the quote unquote key demo which is white males was 18 to 45. They well, seem to be stuck well, on those folks. And, well, and they're, not, well, they're, not, 
they're not succeeding too well with that either. Well, and we'll get to that. But it's like that's who they they want to attract, and they and they're giving them what they think that population wants. Meanwhile, you look at a program like NXT, and their growth has been tremendous. And there's no surprise here. The growth in audience, the growth in the different demographics, you know, women watching and people of color watching and what have you. Well, who do you see on TV? NXT has one of the most diverse rosters that you that you've ever seen in pro wrestling. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, and- men, women, uh, uh, different races, different different ethnic backgrounds and what have you. They, they got it all, don't they? Yeah. And now so. It's going to be really interesting to see when they make this move over to CW because, you know, the CW, of course, has had a long history of shows that have diverse casts in all different kinds of roles. Um, NXT, if, if you're going to put a wrestling show on the CW, um, NXT would be the one to do based on what they've done, what they do regularly. Um, I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but it's going to be interesting to see how they configure the roster for NXT when they make the move because... This year, they brought in main roster people for a lot of episodes, and that that goosed the ratings. Um, and so they're gonna I, they're gonna probably have to do some more of that when they go over to the CW. And don't be surprised if they keep some people there and try to make it into a legit third brand, much like Hunter was trying to do back in 2019. Because now, I mean, they're going to be on a network, right? Um, and yes, it's CW, but it's still a network. And, you know, long network TV is different than cable. Um, network TV shows that run for a long time, you, you know, you establish cast members and you build a relationship with your audience. And, you know, and the audience stays as you build that relationship and the audience stays as the cast members stay um, a lot of times. Now, it's pro wrestling. Things change all the time. Yes, but um, I think don't be... Don't be surprised if some people who stay there a lot longer than normal because they need to establish, obviously some people are going to get called up and moved around, but they're going to need to establish some people to be kind of pillars of the show. And they can't just be there for six months, right? They're going to have to be there for a while. Yeah, that's that's a good call. And And I think it'll work. I mean, look, the whole concept of rotating wrestlers raw and smackdown do it all the time you know what i mean you could see roman reigns on both shows you, you you've seen the usos on both shows even to this day it's it's not so so people who say oh well you know they had to send such and such main roster wrestler to nxt it's like well wait a second raw and smackdown do it literally all nick aldis <laughs> literally he's supposed to be a gm of one show and he's showing up on the other show Right. right. Well, they're doing. I mean, they're doing storylines where they're, where they're him and um, Pierce are, you know, basically fighting. Yeah, they're feuding with each other. But 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 you get the point, though. It's it's still you're taking a character from one show and you're putting him on the other show as well. There's no reason why you can't continue to do that with NXT, and in fact, you should because it's a formula that works. You know what I mean? Anything can happen. You don't know what to expect, and that's why you need to tune in. It's smart. It's very smart. So so NXT is number one. Number two was Raw, you said? Yes. Okay. So so Raw is number two when it comes to featuring women's wrestling on television uh, for who you're ranking here. And that's not yeah. a surprise. I mean, Raw, Raw was number two last year, right? 
Yeah, no, they were number one previously. The first, you know, but and but the thing here's the thing with Raw. Raw is it's really just it's volume because they got three hours, so they got more because they just got more time. I mean, it's I'd say Raw is not particularly efficient with how they do things. Fair enough. Let's let's jump to SmackDown because there's a there's a bigger story here with SmackDown. Like you said, with Raw, it's three hours. It's a lot easier. Uh, there's really no excuse for WWE not to feature more women's wrestling when you have three hours to fill. It doesn't make any sense not to do it. You can't give us just one women's match. And when they do it, because they do do it a few times a year, it's embarrassing. But SmackDown yeah. is a disappointment in my opinion. Um, Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Well, so SmackDown, is they're down from last year. In, well, it's, we're talking about decimal places here, but um, they only have one match every week. They, they barely every, uh, every now and then they have two, but it's, it's one match every week. Um, so basically they're, they're, they're better than dynamite because they do occasionally have two matches. Dynamite never has two matches, but, um, it, the only thing that was good was the only thing that got better for SmackDown this year is they had more women's main events. I started keeping track of like all the match times for both Raw and SmackDown this year, men's and women's matches. And so here's what happens on SmackDown a lot. They have, there are a lot of men's segments and matches that when you watch them, you're like, okay, they could have cut time off of this. They have a lot of men's matches on SmackDown that go 10, 11, 12 minutes that they could have got out of there in seven or eight. I mean, it's almost every week there's at least one. There's at least one men's match every week on SmackDown that goes about three or four minutes longer than it needed to. Um, there are promo segments that and look now i mean you can't call time on roman reigns we know that all right that's just it is what it is and they're not calling time on cm punk right now and they're not, not going to call time on randy orton okay about a month ago when they were gearing up for the war games you know they had the whole show was centered around you know the two women's teams coming together but they didn't have any extra women's matches that week you know and then they have people who have been sitting who have not had a match on television in months like um was it Alba Fire and Isla Dawn? Where they're tag team. They've not, they haven't had a match on television since June. Mia Yim hasn't had a match on television since like June. Like no matches, period. Like they've wrestled dark matches before the show starts. There's no excuse to, for anybody to go six months and not have a match on television. Okay, there's, I, there's no excuse for that. There are a lot of weeks where they get put in the 9-15 death slot, which two-hour wrestling show, the ones that start at 8 o'clock, that 9-15 quarter is is the death slot? Uh, it's it's almost no matter what goes on in that quarter, it's usually the lowest rated quarter of the show. Um, it's a quarter where you just kind of stick stuff because you, well we needed to get it on this week, but you know we didn't have any we we wanted to do this other stuff elsewhere. Um, so they get stuck in the nine fifteen slot a good bit, just like they do on Dynamite. SmackDown is third place because the other shows did worse, not because they did good. So so let me ask you this. When you look at NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, and you see you know who's featuring women the most and who is barely getting it done, is it fair to say that NXT, and it's a younger property, you know they don't have the top stars on that show. These are all people who, for the most part, are being developed, or these are stars who need to be refreshed and repackaged so they come back down to help out. Is it fair to say that overall NXT is just managed better than the other two shows? Yes, without doubt, no question. It's interesting. 
because it makes me wonder if you were to take the folks who run NXT as a television show, as a television show, if you were to take in the creative and all that stuff and you plug them into a SmackDown, are you going to and, and, and flip it, basically? Take the SmackDown folks, put them on NXT. Are you going to see everything that's happening in NXT? Is that going to translate over to SmackDown and vice versa? Maybe. Because it, it almost seems like it's a, a management slash writing team, creative team philosophy. The um, NXT it, folks want to show diversity, whereas the, the SmackDown folks, they just want to squeeze as, as much big bucks as they can. If you watch the three shows this year, SmackDown gets the short end creatively. You can sense just by watching it that the amount of time and effort in the writing room and all of that, that they're basically their third place out of the three. Well, the Bloodline story has made like the rest of the writing lazy, basically. Yeah, um, as successful as that's been. Yeah. That's and a good point. They, I mean, because that has been so successful and it's been so good that, yeah, they, they, I mean, they, I mean, the rest of the show often, you know, Every, almost everything else that goes on that show is almost it's like playing universe mode on WWE 2K. I mean, it's like, oh, well, this week you have a match. This week they'll have a tag team match. This week they'll have another match. And and it, you know, then every fourth or fifth week there's a pay per view, right? Uh, and that's how they write a lot of SmackDown, a lot of the men's and women's stuff, other than the Bloodline. And it's you know, and you're seeing the results now. It's just. Um, it's a lot of it's just lazy writing, lazy booking. So so uh, let's move on, though. So okay. we got WWE spots one through three. They are definitely the most dedicated to uh, featuring women's wrestling on television, you know, of all the shows that you've uh, monitored. Now, obviously, I know some wise guys. What about WoW? We're not talking about WoW. That's an exclusive women's promotion. Right. So, exactly. so let's not be foolish here, folks. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, this is very interesting, though. So number four is who? Impact Wrestling. And they, they took a step back this year because last year they were number three. So Impact Wrestling, despite the fact that you have Trinity Fatu, despite the fact that you have Jordan Grace, despite the fact that you have all these folks going on, right? Deanna Perrazzo, I know her contract is coming up soon. Um, You would believe that Impact Wrestling is like putting on the most women's content. Hands down, that's just the way it is. They're getting it done. But then when you peel back the layers, you realize that these women have done a great job online of promoting themselves, which is part of why it seems like they are more active in the ring than they actually are, right? Well, here's the thing. Okay. Um, Impact lost a lot of people between the end of last year and they lost a lot of people. All right. Uh, going into last year, I mean, as last year closed out, they lost, they lost Mia Yim. They lost, uh, you know, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay. They lost, um, Tennille Dashwood. Uh, and they lost a few other people. So they lost a good chunk of their roster last year. Then earlier on this year, Mickey James got injured. Uh, Jordan Grace's contract was up for a while, and then she came back. Um, so they, I mean, and Tasha Steeles was out until the middle of this year. She just came back, so they, I mean, they were down a lot of people. So there wasn't so much there wasn't but so much they could do. Anyway, they need to get they need basically need to add some more people. Now I think they could have done more than they have because there were some weeks where 
they did not have a match or they had like a mixed tag team match or something. And just, I don't count a mixed, like, I don't count a mixed tag team match as a women's match because I'm of the belief that if you let people give, if you let people give you Diet Coke, they'll keep giving you Diet Coke. Okay. And a mixed tag team match is not, a, it's, it's Diet Coke. Okay. Yes, there are women in the match, but it is not a women's match. Well, and that stuff is not drawing anyway. If you have a mixed tag team match, I'm not giving you credit for having a women's match because it's not the same thing. Fair enough. Uh, okay, because like I said, it's, it's Coke and Diet Coke. If you want, if, if I want Coca Cola and you hand me Diet Coke, I'm gonna look at you like, what is this? So, are you, are you right. giving Impact a way out because they've had, they've been plagued with injury problems and because they've lost so many women who'd left the company? Well, um, here's the thing: if, if well, if your NFL team has injuries and you finish seven to nine. Yes, there's a reason you finished seven and nine. You had all these injuries, but you still finished seven and nine. <laughs> okay, I mean we're not going to put you in the playoffs, right? We're not going to just put you in the playoffs, right? So, you know, the grade is what it is, right? But for what you know, for what they've had to deal with, you know, I'd say they've done a good job for what they've had to deal with, but it still is what it is, right? I mean, those you know, those women in that company are working far more and harder at promoting themselves than what they should have to do, considering well, the fact that they're in a quote-unquote major company. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the company does promote them. Remember, the, the Impact doing everything on a smaller scale because they're on, they're on Access TV. They don't, and they don't have the access to some, like, like for example, um, you know, AEW is on Warner Media, and... They just by being a part of Warner Media should have should have all types of synergy and whatnot with some of these other things, and they they don't they don't use so Impact does not have those type of partnerships where they can just you know they can't just send people to the to the movie premiere right um, like you know I mean Barbie was made by Warner Media and, and yet AEW did not have any of their women wrestlers at the premiere <laughs> whereas I mean WWE had had you know had um, Liv Morgan and Scarlett um, Bordeaux at, at the premiere. Yeah, and yet, and yet, the, and yet the company that's on the WB channel didn't have anybody there. They couldn't get it done. But, but we're uh, getting sidetracked here, though. Yes, so, so yes. Impact is number four. Yeah, um, that's the main point. There's there's plenty of room for improvement. Scott, do more. Come on, bro. You can do better than that. Let, let's let's get to the real main event here. <laughs> Tied for last place. We have AEW Dynamite and AEW Collision, literally featuring the least amount of women's wrestling for 2023. They did it in 2022. They did it in 2021. And they did it in 2020. Because I've I've gone back and just for, you know, archive purposes and look further back. And it's, it's, yeah. So for the um, history of AEW, they have proven themselves to be the least dedicated to women's wrestling. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Now, now here's an example. Let me. Okay, AEW is the easiest company to track numbers for. Because look, with every with Raw and SmackDown and NXT, I have to wait until the night of the show and to find out what the lineup is and see how many matches they're going to have. Okay. For Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and even on Impact, same thing, right? Impact is taped, so you can find out like ahead of time what's going to be on. But Raw, SmackDown, NXT, yeah, I mean they do announce some matches ahead of time, 
But you, you got to wait till the night of the show to find out just how much they're going to do. AEW Dynamite, you know, look, every Monday or, or at the beginning of the week, I can just, I can, on my little spreadsheet, I can type in one match, two women. And I rarely ever have to change it. Maybe two or three times a year this year, I've had to go change that. But every week you can just pencil it in and be, you know, before you even know anything about the show, you can pencil in one match, two women, and you're and ninety percent of the time, you'll be right. You know, you, you said something earlier that I, th- I found interesting because I I pointed out that AEW is focused on the quote unquote key demo as they refer to them as you know white males eighteen forty five years old. That's clearly who they're trying to attract, and they they haven't outright said it all in one sentence but they give you bits and pieces and you put it together and that's what it is um but you said that they're slipping in that what did you yeah. mean by that well because look at the people they have on the show yeah i mean they have a whole lot of people well uh, one they still rely way too much on this inside baseball kind of stuff when it comes to what they have going on um the way too many of their big stories and their big angles rely on some basically just inside baseball kind of stuff because that you would you would only know about if you've been following these guys all the way back to the indies because you know so much of their roster is still guys who work together in pwg and work together in on indie shows and if you don't know any of that stuff then you're completely in the dark so that's part of it so so when you go back and you look at the the whole context of the women's division in aew because it's not like they have a lack of bodies so let's call that what it is. And it's not even like they have a lack of women with star power because, you know, some of these women have been on WWE television. They've made names for themselves. And yet AEW consistently will give you one women's match per television episode. And that's it. Don't ask for any more. You're not getting it. That And then they, they do things that just make no sense. That too. Um, so, that too. you know, so, all right. So like Tony Storm was women's champion. And she lost to Karushita, who then lost in a four-way to um, Soraya, who then lost it back to Shida, who then lost it back to Tony Storm. Okay. And so now the point of Tony losing in the first place was to kick off this whole character change. So that's fine. But they went through about three or four different people when um, they could have just had her, like Soraya won the match in a four-way. So she didn't even pin, you know, so you could have had the four-way, have Soraya win the title there, you know, you know, like Tony walking in as champion. You could do this whole angle with Tony's character change, and then you could have had Tony beat Soraya. Instead, they had, they, they put in, you know, they had Sheeta win it twice in between and didn't really do much with her during that time while she was champion. Um, so they do things like that, you know, when um, they never once, you know, Jade, while she was there, you know, they, they kept her in that little kind of parallel universe with the, was it a TBS championship? She, she never <laughs> once, um, she, well, cause she never mingled with, um, you know, with Britt and Soraya and Tony and all that. Hey, like Jade, she never, Jade she said did, it herself. She said, she said she, she did not feel she could inspire young children, especially young black and, and, and uh, boys and girls in AEW. And she didn't feel creatively that her, her goals in pro wrestling matched what Tony Khan had for her, meaning well, he had no plan on putting her in the world title picture anytime soon. Well, yeah, no, no, I do think, I think, okay, 
she was never going to stay there for her whole career. She was always going to leave. Um, I don't. I don't I, think that's true. I I, I disagree you know? with that. Oh, I think okay. I, I think I, that I, AEW was giving her enough of what she needed in terms of the ability to spend time with her family. Uh, where they're based is not far from her main home. You know, if you're going to feature on TV as often as she needs to be featured to keep her hot, if you put the world title on her and you build a division around her, why would she leave? Because the other part of it, too, is they offered her the money that she wanted. In fact, Tony was ready to offer her even more, and she still left. It came down to the creative and the fact that they're not dedicated to women and they're not dedicated to people of color. That yeah, was it. And also, and now it's going to be really interesting now to see what they do because, um, you know, because you know Chris Statlander lost the TBS title. So She's now, a disaster anyway. I'm gonna, I don't, and listen, I'm gonna oh, piss people off when I say that Chris oh Statlander should have never, ever, oh boy, <laughs> been the person to defeat Jade. That made no sense. And here's the best part about it: you've gotten a net nothing since that's happened. Chris Statlander has not moved a needle yet. Well, she's not. In, well, they took the, they took the belt off of her. Well, because um, she wasn't doing anything. <laughs> She's not a draw. <laughs> um, I, okay. Um, I tend to have a higher opinion of her than you do, apparently. So um, I, I, I'm sure she's a nice person, and I'm not trying to attack her personally, but I'm just well, saying. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, just from what I've watched of her in the ring, I think she is a good wrestler, yes. Well, um, she can be whatever she wants to be, but they, they botched her whole – she should have never been that alien gimmick. It was a silly gimmick that didn't get over. It didn't make any sense. It was it was something that people were laughing at her, and that was all it was. They were laughing at you, but you weren't advancing with that silly gimmick. So you come back, and you're a little bit more serious. Now you're kind of like the hot girl and all that good stuff there, and that's nice, but they had no real creative for you. So again, your character never advances and turns itself into somebody who could actually make money for the company, whereas you look at a Tony Storm, and despite the fact that the same people are so deficient at doing anything that even resembles supporting women's wrestling, Tony Storm still found a way to stand out with a, with, a, with, a, with a character that's getting over and a concept that's getting over so much that they had to put the belt back on her. See the difference there? Yeah, but it's, I mean, a lot of what they're doing is just, it's just nonsensical, and that's a big problem. I think that's another reason why they're just kind of stagnating because just they so don't much have like- women with voices in the room. There might be women in the room, but they don't have a voice. Right. And they're making uh, these decisions. It's clear that they don't have women with a voice in that room. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it is just it's it's aimless, it's directionless, it makes no sense. Um, honestly, Tony is really the only one on the entire show that seems to have any type of direction at all. And I think Everyone, that she's making that up as she goes along. Um, very well could be. Um, I mean, it's it's almost it's kind of reminiscent of when Chris Jericho was in WCW, where they just gave him ten minutes and because they didn't care. And he maximizes minutes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, and so that's where, he, and he pulled out all of his, you know, all the things that got him over, right? And look, Rob, here, here's my frustration. And, 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 and for everybody listening out here, you know, if you're new, you're still catching up. If, you, if you've been with me for a while, I'm going, I'm close to eight years now doing this show. AEW is, is what? They're over four years old. Are they officially five years yet? Or, or are we getting um, close to five? Well, years? okay, if we're talking about they're four years on TV. Four years on TV, uh, so we'll start. They're five years as a company, four years on TV. So, but four years on TV. So, so Dynamite just celebrated its fourth year on television. Yes. I've been saying from the very beginning, I've been calling out these exact problems, 
and 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 everybody in the in their mama, including you, have told me that I, you know, you, you're being too hard on them. Give them time. Uh, that criticism is it's a little stiff and, and yada yada yada. But I saw patterns that didn't make any sense for a modern pro wrestling company. You don't need time to feature more women. Just feature more women. It's it's there's, 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 there's no you don't need time to do that. You don't need time to take black and brown male singles and make them competitors for the world title. You don't need time to do that. Just do it. <laughs> it's a predetermined sport. And even like this thing with Swerve, this push to give him, he's in, he's in the, he's in the. It's not even goofy, a push. Well, he's in, he's in the goofy, he's in the goofy championship tournament. Yeah, it's not Which even. He just, like the he world just lost last night, by the way. Yeah, I heard, I, and that's. Um, and here we go. Like I said, we've been waiting for him to pull the rug out from under him. Here we go. Right. Um, and, and listen, I, I know there's a greater point that they're going to do with him because Moxley is somebody who's a fan of Swerve. If anyone's really paying attention, he says Swerve is one of his favorite wrestlers, and, and especially when Swerve was in, U, was in uh, Lucha Underground as Killshot, Moxley said that was my favorite wrestler by far in the world. So I think Moxley wants to feud with Swerve and ultimately put him over. But the reality of the situation is, on the most recent episode of Dynamite, Moxley defeated Swerve. Why would you defeat Swerve when he when he's on this ascent and everyone is getting behind him? Why would you defeat him at this point? Because um, right now, you should not put him in a match with a big name person if he's not going to win. That's it. Simple as that. If, if in, unless it's on the big show. Like Simple as that. You you should not put him. You should not put him in a, t- in a TV match with a big name person if he's not going to win. You just crushed his value. You crushed. And, uh, and so it. it sends a message. If you do it enough times, it sends a message. It sends yep. a message that, okay, well, this guy beats these other people, but he's not going to, but he doesn't beat the big ones. Nope. Um, and it sends a message. It just, I mean, you do it enough times. It's ridiculous. And, and, to, and to do it at this point is particular. I mean, now, you know, it's not, now look, I mean, he can bounce back from it. Yes, but. He's not um, going to be able to be as big as he could have been. If they would have just put the rocket on his back and just let him go, and you got a roster full of people he could just beat, yeah, and then you save the big names for when it matters, man. Um, and then this company has been doing the same thing in 2023 that they were doing four years ago. It's the same thing. Oh, because look, it's a, it's an indie show circle jerk. That's it, it and that's what it is. And then you know they get a few people in there who were not part of that world, and they you know they might go do something different. You know, like Edge and Christian are doing their own thing, and like I said, it's not succeed. It's not doing as big. It's not as big as it should be, but at least it's coherent, and you know, and all of that, right? And when Punk was there, the stuff he was doing was it was at least coherent. Okay, um, so you get a few people from out who were not from part of that world, and, and when they get in there and they get a chance to do their own thing, though they can put something together that is at least coherent. But most of the rest of this show is it's the same indie show circle jerk that those guys were involved in before they before the company ever started. Thank and, you, Booker of the Year, Tony Khan. Great job. And it's <laughs> <laughs> listen, Rob. I, I appreciate you joining me for International Duke Day. Uh, why don't you let everybody know the best way that they can reach you? All right. Well, you can find me. I'm still on Twitter. I've not left Twitter yet. <laughs> Um, I'll, you know, that, that may be a resolution for 2024. I don't know, but you can still find me on Twitter at R B O N N E one. Uh, you can hear me every week on the mindless wrestling podcast with DJ and Jason. 
Uh, you can hear me on my own podcast, the Rob the Genius Podcast, every two weeks, basically. And you can hear me whenever I come on here. Yeah, and, and hopefully in, in 2024, when you make your triumphant return, you come back with better sense. Because um, I don't, you know, there'll be real glass on this show the next time. How's Mr. Real Glass doing, by the way? We haven't seen him in forever. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.